So uh, we've got Lex Divine, not not Ryan. I shouldn't call you Ryan, or should I call you Lex now? I mean, this is sort of a kayfabe breaking podcast, right? So yeah, yeah. I mean, we're we're sitting next to each other on a couch, and in kayfabe, uh, the most interaction we've ever had is him reading bullying tweets to me in front of a crowd. Uh huh. Okay. So we well, don't. We're not together, and are not like living together in kayfabe. So. Right in 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 the wrestling world. That's okay. It's not supposed to be Italian, so you know, and and and. I'll have spaghetti tonight, but that's about the only thing about me that's 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 actually Italian. Don't tell uh, uh, Monty from Monty and the Pharaoh. He gets so upset at that. For some reason, Monty from Monty and the Pharaoh thinks that like my pretending that I was Italian is like the most offensive thing that's ever happened in the history of wrestling. And us to so we have questions from fans, mm-hmm. and I'm here to answer them. And uh, just um, I may blather on and on and on, but I will get to a point eventually with your help. Like so, in my introductions, I will get to a point eventually. And here is the first point I'm going to get to a question. Or actually, it's more of a statement slash question. And it says, please ask Dutch. Dutch, do you know who up in New York is talking about you? Uh Yes. There's, there's two answers to that, really. Mm-hmm. One of them, you say, who? And they said, nobody. All right, welcome back to Long Island's number one pro wrestling broadcast, Monty and Afaro, only seen here out of Indie Music TV. And across the pond, my friend, Daniela. How are you, my friend? Hi. I don't even know if I should call you my friend anymore. You don't even call me. You don't text me. I don't even know if you exist. I only know you exist on Thursdays now. What the hell, dude? I'm a busy woman. <laughs> and listen, listen. Texting goes both ways. It does. It does. When I had my anniversary. I do respond. I, I had my anniversary uh, Monday and Tuesday, so I had to take off from work. And, <laughs> um, how, how long? How long? Twenty-five years. Long time. Oh, wow. And it's my wow. second time too. My first one was uh, like a couple of years. It was quick. Two times charm. Quick and painless. <laughs> Three times? No, not for this guy, buddy. Nah, I'll tell you no, that I right you, now. I know it's supposed to be three times a charm, but we're going to say two times a charm. <laughs> three times a charm. So, last week, you uh, partook in an interview with Mr. Jamie Dundee, in which I thought you did an c- incredible job, as you always do. The internet wasn't great. Yeah. <laughs> the internet wasn't great, as we know. But the one thing I love about you is your honesty so we spoke after the show and you know you shared some thoughts with me about jamie like um 
I guess you guys are from two different, not two different planets, but two different thought processes. So I thought you'd want to share with the family and friends, like what you thought about the interview and what you thought about Jamie in, in general. Well, the one thing I will say is I respect anyone that speaks their own truth. And I think that's where a lot of people get into a lot of battles. It's you can have your thought process and I may differ from that, but the respect has to be that we respect our differences. I definitely didn't agree about like a couple things he was saying and I was like, bite your tongue. Right. <laughs> <laughs> this is just one man's opinion. You're not going to knock someone for his opinion. Um, I, I, we are two different generations. We are different ethnic backgrounds. We are, I'm female, he's male. So it's, if we have, a, we're going to have differences no matter what. But I definitely think he wasn't disrespectful in his views. He wasn't trying to push his views on anyone. It was, hey, this is how I feel. This is what I think. And I respect that and I commend that. And I will always welcome a conversation like that. You think, so we have a little separation in our ages, right? I'm a bit older than you. Um, well, you, you said 25 years of marriage. I was 10 when you got married. <laughs> I know, that's what I mean. You could have been. As far as I was 11, I was 11. You literally, you're literally this close from being an age where you could have been my daughter, actually. That <laughs> like is just true. right there. Um, is it your generation that has a more open-minded view? I think for my generation, it's like, hey, if you don't agree with something, you know, the shit's on, right? But I was, I was pleasantly surprised how you handled that because I could see your face, but... Is that just the way your generation is? Is that is? easy to read? <laughs> no, I definitely, I think, I know in my experience as a mother, just like some of the things that my child says to me, so we'll go with my teenager. I would never have the balls to try to have a conversation with my parents and let alone my grandparents. And it's nothing bad. It, it's Some of it's just like, hey, I'm dating someone who's transgender. And it's like, wait, what? Okay, good for you. And I try to be as open-minded and as, because I feel like the more open my generation is, I feel like the less trouble, even though we have social media and everything like that and those things, we have all eyes on us at all times. I've noticed with how I parent my children, because I've been so transparent about my downfalls or my shortcomings or the things I've gotten into or, you know, whatever, it has literally strayed them away from the curiosity of it. Comparison to my parents, we're open, we're honest. And then I was like, well, I know nothing about this. I want to find out on my own. Like, you know, so I do think that with the generation differences, I, I do feel we have to be a lot more open-minded with my generation as parents, especially. And you kind of just are like rolling with the punches, like don't react, just let it marinate for a little bit, kind of comprehend it. And then we'll, we'll deal with it after we've digested that. <laughs> like when my mom was like a reactor and my dad was a reactor, <laughs> like you didn't say something like that without some type of like backlash or consequence or like, so with me, I'm just like, okay. Let me think about it. Let me just 
can I ask some questions? Like, <laughs> right. And then I, I've learned that it's 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 I've gotten great kids because of it. Doesn't mean my parenting's for everyone or my generation thinking is for everyone, but I've I've learned that if you speak once, listen twice, you learn a lot more. And that's what I I value. Yeah, I think. I think I got to work on some marination and some digestion, right? So it's that's not a bad idea. I could I could probably use that in my life. I'll get to some. Now you have me. I, I balance that for you now. Yeah, you are a little balance. Real quick, you got you got your ass knocked off of Twitter. We all know. Oh that. my god! You got you got a mouth both on real life in person and social media. As we get past. Your former boyfriend, because we're, we're putting that in the rearview mirror. We decided that. We're not looking at it. We're moving on. Monty and the Petro Show. But the one thing I do want to cover, there's a podcaster that you mentioned to me that you actually listen to his show, uh, Anthony de Blasi. Uh, he goes by the name of Don Tony. Now, I'll, I'll personally tell you, um, I think he's a pretty good podcaster. He does a good job. Uh, he knows wrestling much more than I do. I think that's he for does sure. Too, when he might have the proper information given to him, but that's just me. Well, you know, talking about this, he's certainly on Team Misha Montana, right? She went on his show, and that's where he's rolling. And I'm on Team Petro, right? I mean, that's just the way it is, right? But no, but I feel like even when you did my interview, you didn't do any favoritism with the questions. I mean, the one thing, one of my, my friends was watching it and she was like, I can't believe he would ask you that. Like, that makes you look like such a bad parent. I'm like, no, he asked me, okay, you're a single mom. Who the fuck's watching your kids when you're like with your boyfriend? Yeah. That's, that's a legitimate thing. Like, yeah, it doesn't make me look like the parent of the year, but that's not favoring me. And that's where I feel that you may be team me now, but you were, were you were asking genuine questions. You weren't asking questions that would make me look better in the public eye. And that's where you differ from him. He was up that girl's alien vagina, kissing ass, schmoozing to just get a foot in the door with a WWE wrestler. So that's where I don't feel like he is a great at reporting things because it's a biased, blind opinion. Instead of just generally being like, hey, this may be an ugly question, but what about these girls? How do you feel about them? Or, you know, why are you having an opinion on something that you physically weren't there for? Why not just opinion your, your thoughts and views and your experience on what you've been through with that? So I, I don't like them. <laughs> you, you know what? That's a good point. Uh, you know, when you came on the show, like any guest that comes on, I'm going to ask the question, the the real type of questions. And if you want to answer them, you answer. If you don't, you don't. I certainly wasn't headhunting you on the interview. I just had an actual question. No, but you weren't, high, you weren't holding back. No. Asking blatant. Sometimes that put a light on me. It did. It made people like, oh, yeah, where were your kids? You know, like, but that's a genuine question. Mm-hmm. And that's an honest, like, no bias, no sides, no, like, favoritism question. Where That's just one example. But you did a couple of them. You both did. And that's what I respected about you. Well, that I appreciate that. And we respected that you answered it honestly, too, which was fantastic. I want to Very get to our guest. <laughs> I want to just ask you this one question. It happened about a couple of weeks ago. Hulk Hogan got married. Um, 
his third marriage. His daughter's name is Brooke Hogan. Uh, Brooke Hogan did not go to the wedding. And I'll just read this comment. And as being a daughter yourself and a mother, um, this is what she wrote, and I want to know what your opinion is. And by the way, Hulk Hogan is definitely marrying women much younger than him. Um, oh, I know. I know his son very well. <laughs> oh, do you? I want to hear that. You didn't tell me that. As we all experience this with our own families, the dynamics of the family unit continuously change over the years. As a singer and an entrepreneur, I have to do myself. Thoughts? Well, one, one, I, that, that family is very known in Tampa. It is. Uh, his son has DJed uh, a bunch of times. That's actually how I met him um, at a nightclub I used to work at. Um, one of my clients is actually best friends with Hulk Hogan's son. Um, yeah, when I asked him, I was like, hey, I, I heard he got remarried. They were just even like, yeah, we went. Yeah. It is what it is. I mean, but that's also me as a woman. I just don't understand. I mean, I'm growing accustomed to the lifestyle in Tampa. Um, I've only lived here about seven years, but it, it is a older men, younger woman. It is a very sugar daddy area. Um, I'm considered a classic car. These girls are Teslas. Like, <laughs> you know, they want the newer models. They don't want the classic, you know, <laughs> horsepower. <laughs> Titanic because of my age. Oh my like, god! Like I'm the one throwing the diamond in the water right that's, now. That's... <laughs> I am so old in Tampa years, so that's probably why she is that young and has a daughter who's probably older than the girl, the wife now. I don't know if I want to be there because I'm not trying to babysit my dad's like <laughs> new child. <laughs> like I'm, not, I grew up, dad. I'm not babysitting anymore. I'm sorry. Do you do you think there's a that's a problem, though, a uh, a man dating someone so young like that? I mean, I, I don't think it's a problem, but it's like, why? That's like, we're going to go on a little bit of a religion thing. So a lot of my family has experienced Muslims. But that's like, when you die, you get 12 virgins. Why the fuck do I want 12 women that don't know what the fuck they're doing? <laughs> like, in my personal opinion... I want 12 wars. <laughs> like, I want a chick that knows what she's doing. So it's like, why do you want someone that young? Is that a grooming thing? So you can mold her the way that you ideally would want. But if you look at the standards too nowadays with the age, I, I got wiped up at 21. He was 10 years older than me. And then you start getting to where you're at as a woman. And then you're like, this is not what I want. And not only that, like, I what do you have in common with that age difference? Or what are you talking about? Seriously. All right. You brought up the Titanic. Quick question. We got to get to our guest. Is Rose the biggest bitch in movies? You really think that? I don't think so. Dude, she left the dude to freeze and die. She didn't even say, okay, let's rotate. You get on the boat, I'll go in the water, let's rotate around. She just let the dude freeze and sink to the bottom of the ocean. You can't get... And I'm after she that. cheats on her husband, how bad can you get? How is that a face? She's a heel of heels. 
Well, technically, she got she was getting married for the money because her family was losing the money. I guess if I remember the movie correctly. But I'm just saying, Chivalry's not dead. You want me to stay up here? By all means, I am staying up here. Thank wow. you. Wow. Wow. You served your purpose. Well, you just told me if we go on a trip to fucking Iceland, I ain't getting on a fucking boat with you. That's it. But isn't it obvious? That I don't know if I'm just being a blonde right now. I thought Iceland was like warm. <laughs> All right, November 11th in studio, cheerleader Melissa joins us and Paul London. Look forward to that. I'd like to thank the band that sings the theme song for Monty and the Farrow, own Jimmy Farrow, along with his partner Bart Griggs, makes the band Wisteria Hall. Wisteria Hall sings such great songs as In My Dreams, This Life, Not Far Behind, Here Comes the Rain. You can find their music on the Wisteria Hall YouTube page. Hit that like and subscribe. Spotify, Apple Music, Reverb Nation. If you didn't know it, you are watching the world's number one pro wrestling broadcast, Monty and the Pharaoh. And why is that? Because Jim Beam says so. Catch us on the YouTube Monty the Pharaoh page, Facebook Live Monty the Pharaoh page, iHeartRadio, Spotify, Anchor, the Twitch TV Monty and the Pharaoh page, Channel 115 if you're lucky enough to live in New York every Tuesday at 9.30 p.m. and 11.30 a.m. And Channel 20 at Tuesdays at 7 p.m. where 150,000 people watch us weekly. But, Daniela, according to that prick from Twitter, we've only got 600 followers, so... We're full of oh, shit. don't! I was watching another podcast that was like, they need to take off that Jim Beam advertisement. They might get sued. I'm like, I know they did not just accuse us of stealing a Jim Beam ad. <laughs> I know. Fuck them, man. Like, you know are what? You kidding me right now? I'll be showing the I cash in like... about another week or so, and then we'll see if we need to take that shit down. If it, also, Capoli, we're, we got we got Jim Beam. We ain't stealing nothing. That's it, baby. <laughs> We're also on something called Intuitive, I-N-2-U-T-I-V-E. It's a free app. It's a, a Netflix type of application, and the important part of it, it's free. It's got documentaries, it's got movies, it's got comedy, and it's got Monty and the Pharaoh as the head of Intuitive. So guys, if you haven't done already, download it, it's for free. In fact, I'm going to bother Brett about it when he comes on. We'll be right back with actor, social influencer, bodybuilder, Brett Azar. tried the new equipment that's been sent. I'm afraid because it says weed whacker. <laughs> I'm scared. Maven, Manscaped, what are you thinking about Love Manscaped, it. dude? You Love it. it. What do you use it for? Necessity. <laughs> what don't I use it for? Put it this way. <laughs> the only hair I have on my entire body is these eyebrows. Yeah. That oh. you see. These wow. caterpillars racing to the middle of my nose. That's it. <laughs> that is it. That's all, that's all I have. And that's all I want. That's the So pick. Manscaped. It's a must. We were talking before the show. There's nothing worse than just hair. Yeah. Right? Hair on a woman, hair on a man. It's just bad. Absolutely. And it's the one thing that the older I get, it starts growing more in unwanted areas. Absolutely. I hate it. 
I'm going to ask you a question. Uh-oh. Just going to go out there. Oh, boy. Go for it. You're doing a deed. Yes. Again, I don't want you to have to admit this because we, as men, we try not to admit this. But if you're going to go uh, do I a know deed it. on a woman, I know would you rather have her be hairless or a little hair, racing stripe, or <laughs> racing stripe. full retro bush? <laughs> racing well, stripe. Retro bush is out. Yes, thank you. Retro bush is out. Yeah. Um, I don't mind a small, well-manicured landing strip. <laughs> Every now and then, if it's completely, and I'm talking like baby's ass bald, Mm. Then I, I start, where is that pedophilia line that I'm, that I'm, I don't, I don't wow. want to wander into that. That's very interesting. Like that. I never thought about wow. that. You're a smart dude. Oh, yeah. So if the landing strip is clean enough for the plane to go in smoothly, you're cool with that. If the landing strip is, has, like I said, well manicured, yeah. you yeah. can see both sides. It's not like blinking lights on both sides I, of that. Landing? I just don't, I don't want, <laughs> you know, I don't want the shrubbery going off into yeah. unwanted areas on that gotcha. as well. Gotcha. Oh, yeah, look but what you found. Ooh. I got to be all honest, gotcha. though. Hey, the, ah. the, the older I get, though, I don't, I think, I don't think I can be as... Uh, I as, found as, it! Have, I found have it! Have you ever gone down there and, like, just, like, you, she slowly brings down the underwear, then what is retro. Just Absolutely. Retro? You're like, whoa! Wow, yeah, like a 46. Like it pops out? Do you, like, walk out, or what do you do? No, I, try, I muster through. I muster up the courage to get He's a trooper. Yeah. He's a trooper. <laughs> got to give him an yeah, not all Not all heroes wear capes. Yeah, I, no, I, I, I listen. Can't, I couldn't. I couldn't Super say. Bush. I couldn't say. Well, if you have the same beliefs as Maven does, Manscaped could help you. Absolutely, the weed Absolutely. What are you thinking? I'm thinking that I may have to, like, you know, go in a room, close the door, and hang out with the weed whacker for a little while. Yeah, I think you're a retro guy, aren't you? I like '70s adult films. If that's what you're getting, at. yeah, there you go. Yeah, but with that, we're going to take a quick Batman. commercial break and anyway. be back with this wrestling icon, Maven. We will see you in a drop kick second. A uh, drop kick. All right, welcome back to the world's number one pro wrestling broadcast, Monty Nefaro. Welcoming one of my favorite people, Brett Azar. How are you, sir? Woo! What's up, guys? You're looking good, you guys, bro. You're looking good. You guys are cracking, you're cracking me up. I love you guys. I love this new partnership you got going. You know what? My He's my partner this. Jimmy moved to Florida, <laughs> but my new partner, my partner went from a five to a ten. What are you thinking? Uh, yeah, we got to discuss this. You said you're a classic car. Like you got to make sure you're the high performance show car, classic car. Just, just so you know. Well, it's like, yeah, but yeah, but yeah, but I'm like, like a Mustang, Milwaukee. like 1960. You're you're the, the full muscle, like when you roll into the car show, everyone's looking at you, kind of classic. Car. You you need to stop. Just so you, I, you know. just got married. You need to stop that. Oh, I love my wife very much. <laughs> She'll be home soon. I got that one in before she got home. I'll be yeah. sister wife soon. <laughs> no, I'm a good boy. I'm a good husband. Listen, you're miles away. Nothing bad could happen. <laughs> Maybe. In my thoughts, they can. <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> Brett, real quick before we start this interview. Oh, my God. Before we even start this interview, fan out there, Matthew Holland is asking. He's a huge fan. Can you just give him a quick shout-out? Matthew, you bloody punk. I don't break your back because you watched me on Monday and Saturday. Yes, Papa. <laughs> There's the Iron Sheik. There he is. It's there. It's always there. <sighs> I love it. Can I see your abs? <laughs> no, I'm off season. I Can I see that? 
are there are no abs right now. We're not filming. It's the actor's strike. I've been taking it easy. Little, little too much Netflix, Netflix and ice cream going on right now. You're overheating the car there, Brett. Take it easy. Oh, yeah. My engine's revving. Get some cooling on there. Get some, get some <laughs> that radiator out. Blowing a Brett, gasket. Brett, let's get the family and, uh, and the fans up to date. What's going on with Brett Azar? Uh, well, I, the acting world is, is crap right now because of actor strike, but stay strong, support, you know, the good reason. Um, so nothing filming, but, um, I've been going on Fox news a bit, uh, randomly ran into a, a, a host, Jimmy Thaler, and he had me on his podcast and now I do a regular spot on his podcast every Tuesday at two o'clock on Fox across America. And we just talk like, you know, no, no sides or anything. We just talk what's stupid in America and what's going on. But yeah, that's what's going on. And then uh, they had me on like Saturday night, uh, the Saturday night Fox News special um, on TV, which was finally got on TV. So since you're speaking about that, obviously you're into the state of what's going on with this country right now. What are your thoughts about our present regime and the state of the United States? Uh, it's, it's a great soap opera. Um, it's very entertaining and it shouldn't be. There's a lot that should be getting done. That's not. And, uh, we're going to need someone else in power to change that. Right. I know. Amen to that. I second, I second that, sir. I also want people and my partner to know, tell us, the Brett Azar story, uh, story growing up. And tell us a little bit about your parents. Oh, um, the, the real life shit? Or... Real life. Real um, life. So I, uh, let's get right into it. My father murdered my little sister. I grew up without a father figure. I grew up in therapy thinking that they were, everyone thought I was going to be this psycho kid who witnessed his sister murdered by his father. My, uh, my mother and I had to go live with my grandparents. My grandfather was never around. He was a traveling salesman. So my father figure was his Arnold Schwarzenegger movie collection. And basically my whole life, I wanted to grow up and be the Arnold hero, the body, the role model, the good guy, the whole package. I lived that. I had Arnold on my wall my entire life. Um, And then, lo and behold, my acting career starts, and the biggest thing that hits is I become Arnold Schwarzenegger, and I become a Terminator in the movies. So for me to have that connection with Arnie now, um, and I've, I've written articles and I think Arnold shared my, my story about how he is so much more than just a, an iconic actor and, and who he is, but he's driven my life in a way that I cannot uh, be more grateful for, you know, um, 
there's a special connection to that for me. Would you I gotta say that alone is a huge honor because honestly, I remember watching the Arnold Schwarzenegger documentary and he couldn't even find a stunt double for Conan and all that. So I was, I saw that you were his stunt double for the Terminator movies and everything else. So kudos to you. Like that is and huge. The, the, the coolest thing is, is the, the bragging right behind it is because when I got hired to be the young Arnold, they didn't, they didn't put me as a body double. They didn't put me as a stunt double. They casted me in the movie under the role the young Terminator T-800. So I'm gonna, it's me and Arnie that can say they are the Terminator. Technically, no, that's, you know? that's if, honestly, if, that's a huge accomplishment. For, for a meathead actor, I'm, I'm done. Like I could have stopped there and been happy with my life, you know? Brett, would, it be, would it be fair to say that you got into bodybuilding, though, as a retaliatory thing against your father? Not retaliatory, just I wanted, it was, it was, I was driven to be uh, the, the, the renaissance man, um, that the, the full package kind of guy that I wanted to aspire to be. Um, it was, it wasn't retaliatory, it was more of, I'm going to prove that this guy messed up and I'm going to make him regret it. Um, kind of deal. You know, he doesn't deserve to share in my success and I'm going to succeed without this criminal in my, in my past. I have a question. I, I, <laughs> I tragically lost my daughter when she was two as a sibling of seeing something so traumatic. Um, I know that your father murdered your your sister. My daughter tragically drowned, and my son saw him. How do you think you how how do you think you dealt with that throughout the years? Did you have any blame as a child for the being the brother, supposed to be the protector type of thing? Like, I'm actually very curious because I've always tried would, to get in my son's mind. Yeah, I I get what you're asking, but I was too young to even do anything about it. Um, so it, it, there was nothing like I wasn't fully comprehending what was going on for a few years anyway. Um, what gets me through it or what got me through it through the hardest mental and emotional parts of it was my mom. Knowing that my mom went through this, lost a daughter, lost a husband, lost a life. And she raised me to be the success that I consider I am. She's the strongest person in the world. And for her to go through that, I'm nothing. Like, she she experienced it as a full adult and, and fully comprehending what happened, you know? So for her to be my my hero, that's that's what got me through. You know, if she can live through that and You're not... Making me cry too early. <laughs> you know? It's, it'd, be, it'd be... She didn't... You know, she could have she she shut down her life instantly. That, that that day, and she refused, you know? She fought back, and we're both living successful, happy lives, and it's all her. Mm. Oh, that's good to hear. Right there, Dan. She keeps there's crying. There's Every there's episode, there's she cries, dude. Every episode. Oh, you have such emotional <laughs> cast. They make me cry. Man, this is like following the Manscaped ad. <laughs> <laughs> Very funny. <laughs> 
worse. I'm okay with that. <laughs> oh. <laughs> All right, you got your composure there, kiddo? I got it. How's my makeup look? You look good. <laughs> Keep it going. Keep it going, class. Oh, right. God, you are just, i you're an all-rounded, like, humble, tr you went through a lot, and look at you now. Look at you. you <laughs> have, make like, you humble, brother. Make you humble. Brett, I'm assuming um, you've got some ethnicity in your background. Right? Ethnicity. Brett, all right. Well, okay. Thanks for the correction. You're fired. <laughs> you gotta have the ethnic thing to tell you how to say ethnicity. <laughs> what is Brett Azar's thoughts of racism in the United States today? It's garbage. You know, there's there's two types of people in the world. There's idiots and smart people. And idiots are the ones who believe that there is race, age, sexual discrimination, and all that other bullshit. Um, I have no patience for it and no tolerance for it. Being an actor, bodybuilder, mm -hmm. have you ever faced racism uh, either in your professional life or personal life? I mean, I'm half Arab. I'm, I'm Lebanese, but I've never experienced Racism could have just, I'm a, I'm a white Holy guy. Holy crap. You know? <laughs> Sorry. That, so that, that's a movie. That's a movie called Johnny and Clyde that I did with Megan Fox that came out last May. Jesus. I, I'm a sex slave in where's that my movie. Picture, where's my picture of Megan Fox? What the hell is this all about? Where's Megan Fox? At Machine Gun Kelly. I'm, I'm not crossing that line there. And, and by the way, I got to ask you that. What's the deal with that? What does Megan Fox do with Machine Gun Kelly? What is that all about? Come on. And she's so got cool. That intoxicating vagina. <laughs> I don't and her get little it, man. I don't toes. get it. She was awesome to, to hang out with. It was funny because, like, wearing what I was wearing on set, he at one day showed up by surprise, and everyone freaked out, and they had to hide me. Because they were worried he would blow up about what I was wearing with Meg on camera and our scenes together, and but she was so cool, like without him, not doing the weird blood stuff, and you know, like we were just she was normal, and then you see her with him, and it's not so normal. No, it is. Well, there's well, here's the here's the Bob Thornton and Angelina. <laughs> That's that's kind of yeah. close. You're right, Daniela. So but literally, here's the, yeah, she wore his his blood of vial around her neck when they got married. Here's the mm -hmm. obvious question, though, right? You've got a beautiful wife, but does your wife give you a hall pass when you're doing a movie with Meg? Uh, with Meg? Absolutely not. No. Will she, she give you a hall her pass her, for a podcast? She'll, she'll put her foot down through my throat, and she'll be like, <laughs> "I want to be on set. I'm going to watch you." I know, I know what you're thinking. I know I'm in your head already. I'm like, no, you're not, babe. I'm professional. It's all good. It's all good. But she will not know. She gets zero. If I'm zero tolerance about treating people right, she's zero tolerance about anything with my career. Hey, listen, she's on it. You could have tried for a hall pass, though. You disappointed me a little bit. You could have asked. I would. Nope. Not not my wife. Mm -mm, not that, not that red hot blooded Italian. Mm -mm, I'm a smart man. I'm a smart man. 
Brett, I want to get into recently uh, the Smith, so many up and downs, right, with your acting and everything else with the strike and all. But recently you've had some health scares. Can you share with the family what's going yeah, on with your um, health? I'm going through a little hard time right now. Um, uh, my, my colon basically is failing. I have either ulcerative colitis or Crohn's. They don't know what it is. We're in this two-week, two-month trial right now because I've been, since October, none of the medications are really taking. And I've got two months to decide whether I keep my colon or not. So things are kind of... What? Quite literally. Um, And there's, you know, there's pain involved and there's a lot of sacrifice of... My physical abilities are a lot less. I'm, I'm totally anemic now. I don't have any iron. So I have to get, like, infused iron. And my workouts are a lot more difficult than they used to be just in the past few months. Um, but, you know, I'm, I'm mentally pushing through it. Um, you know, this whole thing about... So this whole painkiller problem that we have with all this fentanyl nonsense that's going on. Dude, you know what really sucks is when somebody is actually in pain every day and needs a little help, the doctors are afraid to prescribe anything. It's like you're it's not just it's 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 messing it up for everybody who actually One bad needs apple help. ruins the bunch. It's so frustrating right now because you know it, it I have to admit uh, an opiate really helps me through the day when I feel like I have fire in my gut. And the last thing I want to do is go to a black market situation because doctors are too afraid to do this because of how bad it's getting. But it's just like so frustrating sometimes. Well, no, you figure other countries, they make it, they make it so it's like, yeah, they, a lot of these opioid addictions, I remember going to like the dentist and getting dental work done. And I, I, I birthed three children. No, no epidural, no nothing. I have a very high tolerance for pain. And I'm like, Damn. I don't want it. And, <laughs> but I'm just saying like, now it's like our country is like before, here you go. Now, anyone, I have a girlfriend who got into a car accident. They're like, oh, they told me to take Tylenol. I'm like, you have a right. herniated disc. Like, what are you talking about? Take Tylenol. Girl, you need morphine. Like, and it's and they, the thing. they don't, they don't they, do they, anything. About. They don't do it unless you go into the emergency room. And then yeah. the first thing that they did was pump me with hydro, uh, the one that's even strong. It was, it was stronger than fentanyl. The first thing they did, and I was like, so it, if you're in the emergency room, if you're in the hospital, it's okay. It's it's, and I was doped up for like a week straight. I was like, all right, guys, like, where at what point do you say, stop hitting me with this? Oh, you need it. You need it. You're in this pain. I'm like, then tell me that when I'm at home too, because I don't. Because what are you, you gonna do once I leave here? They should. They it's should ridiculous. honestly enforce things where it's like opiate users, anything else, go get blood work done. Let's see if you're really, the, the blood levels are matching up to what your body, what you're prescribed. And then start right. weighing out the riffraff so that it can actually be given to the people who literally need it. I personally am like, eh, let's just get through the pain. There's been worse things you've been through. But there are some people that it's like, I need to be able to just function and this may help yeah. me function. Even go to the bathroom. 
from one point A to point B. And it's like I, I've been that they, I'm on the same way. I refuse to take any painkillers for it was a last resort thing. And then I realized I can't even go like grocery shopping. You know, I need to, but it, it, I'm good now. You would like, look funny having... riding in one of those little carts, though. <laughs> Big guy like you. <laughs> little... No. It, it, yeah. No, it, the, the last time I went where I got into a situation, because it's Crohn's, you don't have much control sometimes down there. No, I might. And all of a sudden, I just, you just saw this gorilla fly through Walmart. They thought I was probably stealing something. I just barely made it. We'll say that to the bathroom, to the re public restroom in Walmart. Yeah, it was a fun trip. Hmm. Anyway, yeah, what, what are you talking about here? Games, what? So don't feel bad. <laughs> <laughs> yes, it's different from the first interview with you, Brett, huh? Yeah, man. <laughs> Damn. Welcome to the show. <laughs> Welcome to the show. You guys got to stop putting up those pictures, because as soon as you do that, I'm like... <laughs> yeah. Let's talk about those pictures. Like, God damn, you're a lucky wife. Jesus. So, Brett, I'm let's lucky. talk. Let's talk about the Young Rock, right? It seemed like mm. the show was doing really well. They moved you guys to Fridays, and then it just, I guess, fell off the table. I know, uh, and I love this sheet. They put us. They put us on Friday opposite SmackDown. Like, come on. You're going to put a wrestling show against the number one wrestling show? You're going to lose a little bit of fan base just on live watching. And it, we were doing well. I mean, the fan base that we had loved our show. And then we did great on streaming on, on Peacock and Hulu. It's just, I think The Rock was too busy with everything that he's doing. Um that man has his hands in everything. Everything. Yeah. Liquor. Just, acting. Too much, there was too much on his plate. And the XFL wasn't going as great as he thought it would, I think. And then uh, and then the actors and writers strike happened, and we got just kiboshed. Yeah, but did anyone ever explain to you why they moved it from Tuesdays to Fridays? I, I, I never understood. Because you guys were like the highest watched show on Tuesday nights. And when they yeah, moved right. to Fridays, I'm like, what are they doing here? Were they trying to kill the show? Yeah. that's uh, we're, we're all wondering the same thing, man. We're all on the same page there. The chicatery. <laughs> My new word. What, what is your – obviously, it's probably the biggest role you had, or at least the most exposure, I would think. Right. When the show got canceled, um, how do you keep yourself positive? <laughs> um. Yeah, it was a it was a bad beat. Um, was the show got canceled. But... There's them damn pictures again. Jesus. <laughs> oh, that must. Stop mustache. torturing me, guys. Um, thank God you, you know, didn't do. As, Brett, as thank God actor, you didn't do as, porn. If you did porn, as, forget as, about it. Yo, if you had an OnlyFans, I'm subscribing ASAP. <laughs> not this guy. Not this guy. No, as as an actor, you know that every role, it's it's your job is a high risk, high reward kind of situation. Um, if you're going to be a full time actor, it's something you, you got to commit to, and you got to you got to accept when it's not going your way, and you got to ride the high while it's high. Um, 
it was a disappointment for sure. I thought we'd have at least five seasons. Personally, I thought we had five. Um, we made it three. I'm, I'm, I loved every minute of it, and I, I can't ask for anything more. It was uh, the family that we made was it's unforgettable for me at this point. Um, and to be, you know, to play the Sheik and to, to have that connection with him before he passed, he loved his family and he loved me playing him. So as an actor and getting that approval, you know, it was, it's the best feeling you can have. Um, and to get the respect from the real Sheik fans and the real wrestlers who worked with Sheik saying, Hey kid, like you, you did it right. You're good. You got his, you got his act down. You're to hear that, you know, it, I, I feel so grateful and, and blessed that what I put into it was, was received that way. Which is, it's funny you brought up the Sheik, obviously. Um, so around this weird wrestling world, per se, the rumors were going around that at some point the Sheik kind of soured on uh, you playing his role. And the rumors were around he was actually giving you a hard time going to signings and that. So I'm assuming that's all untrue then. I don't know why. It, he it, complimented him way better. That's, that's untrue. The Sheik never had a, an issue. Um, the issue was if I, like, wanted to do Sheik gimmick outside of the show, which I didn't want to do. So there was no real issue. The Sheik, um, I'm, I'm close with his daughter, uh, Nicole, and she was like, yeah, Dad even said, like, if he wants to show up and be me, let him do it. And I was like, no, I have no interest in that. I'm, I'm Brett the actor. Um, but... It, yeah, no, I got full approval from Shiki to play him on TV. Um, and when I sign autographs, it's photos of me, you know, signing as Brett Azar, not signing as the Iron Sheik. So there was never a thing there. How did it? How does his death affect you? It's terrible. I mean, because I got close to his family. Uh, I, I texted Nicole the second I heard. And I, I checked up on him. He was going through, even when A&E shot that, that legendary, the Legends documentary that came out a few months ago, he was in rough shape. And he was, he was she was telling me he was in and out of the hospital. And so they were kind of like expecting it, but not expecting it. And when it happened, it just, it was, it was terrible. And, and it was like a, a triple whammy for me because it was, the show got canceled. Sheik died the next day, and I ended up going to the hospital the next day hmm. for my stomach. So it was like a really bad mental beat with that whole deal. Everything happens in threes. I don't like that. <laughs> <laughs> That's so sad. I can't. Oh, stop it! You needed estrogen on this show. <laughs> you ain't kidding. This is full of estrogen. You kidding me? <laughs> You know what? You know what? I made a good. <laughs> there was. I think so... <laughs> oh my god! Go ahead, Brett. What are you say? A little bit. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> Just a little. 
Uh, no, I was saying I was saying, that was a hard ass. Um, oh when <laughs> you got me, you've been through so much, and honestly, and just to see like your aura is just so pleasant. You you've you. had the acting career, you've had health had health issues you're going through right now, but you're still smiling. That's you, honestly you know, not like that. Well, it's it's my my life was saved by my sister. You know, that's every day I gotta make make it worth it that she died for my for my success. So that's why I say I, I'll go through my my own personal shit, but you, you gotta you gotta wake up and have a purpose. Um, otherwise, you're just gonna you're gonna fall apart. You know, you gotta have some kind of motivation, um, whether it be for yourself or or to better someone else's life, because you never know, like. Even when I'm doing like autograph signings, like you never know just what little conversation you have with somebody is going to change your life or, or how much they appreciate their Yeah. Yeah. Um, but I wanted to say with Cheeky, we were doing um, the Fox News thing and they brought up Iran and how that whole prisoner swap thing. And then we gave them $6 billion. I was like, look, if you gave any of that money to the Sheik's family after he died because Iraq, uh, Iran, Loved chic, USA loves chic. That would be money that would go to good use, and people would be happy. And that was my political statement. Mm. Oh shit! Here we go. I don't get into politics. I sound like an idiot. Like... <laughs> <laughs> I said I, sound like I don't an even idiot. know what to say to that. I just smile and nod. It's like Star Trek. I don't know shit about it. I just I wanted to say I said I just wanted to say that government could have given money to the Sheik's family to support his death and everything would be okay. Because everyone loves Sheik. That is true. Everybody did love Sheik. One of the greatest wrestlers of all time, that's for sure. You did look really Res good as the Sheik, I'm not gonna lie. Respect the legend, Baba. <laughs> Respect the legend. Yes, Baba. I hear you. I hear right, you. What kind of I dog know. do we have you back there? I feel like it's a great name. Oh no, it's not. <laughs> <laughs> I thought it was a great name. He's out of there. Right? <laughs> He's like, just put me on camera, Dad. I got, I got you. I'll pave the way. Right. You also make your living by your body, right? I mean, that's an important part of your resume, right? Right. Where are you going with that? Well, here's the question. I pay you. Being, being, <laughs> you're, being you're going through these health <laughs> issues and things are a little more difficult right now, mm. do the doctors support you enhancing your body a little bit to, to keep up the muscle tone that you might be losing because you can't train as heavily as you have before? Are you talking okay. about steroids? Human growth hormones, steroids, testosterone, whatever. Um, it would actually, I mean, I'll, I'll be transparent about it. Testosterone replacement therapy, human growth hormone replacement therapy, 100% on the legit, as long as you're not an idiot about it. There's a lot of steroids that you don't need. There's a lot of like extra things that, you know, like the, the trend and the whatever that guys are taking when they're competing. To, to touch up or make you look vascular or whatever, but just testosterone or, or growth hormone is super, super healthy for you when you reach 35, 40 years old. Mm. Just to maintain health in general. 
And the, I asked the doctor. Are supposed like, to start taking that anyway? Yeah. And I asked them, I said, should I, because I'm on pregnizone, because I'm on painkillers, because I'm on this, because my body is inflamed, should I be on a testosterone? They said, it'll, it'll only help. So transparent. Yeah. I'll, I'll get prescribed testosterone now. Um, well, that was, need that was my concern meat. being that you were having some health problems. That was my question. Did you go to the doctors and say, Hey, can I still continue to do some stuff to, you know, keep myself going a little bit until we get this thing figured out? No. Yeah. They, they support, they actually said it was a good thing. They were more concerned about the food because the food is what was destroying my, my stomach. So the acid, acidic foods, uh, high fiber foods, and it completely changed my diet. So where I'm, I eat a lot of mush, a lot of easily digestible foods, but it's the hardest part about this whole disease is, is my energy. Guys, come on, man. <laughs> my wife, Linda's home. Only bitch in here is me. Linda's home. Um, my energy levels is the worst part. Not having enough oxygen in my blood because I don't have iron. Right. I, I can like fall asleep in the gym and it's terrible. The strike is over, right? The actor's strike is over from what I understand. What's the word out there? Should I mute? What? No, you're good. Keep going. Um, the actor's strike is not over. The writer's strike is over. But the actor strike is still going, and we're, you know, writers can't do anything without their actors. Right. So we need to get going. Here, here's a question, and you're an actor, right? And you're living off roles. What is the game plan financially for yourself, right? Because you're on the rock. You're probably making some decent cash. How do you do? You have a plan like ahead, like okay, I'm not really going to spend this money because I don't know if I'm going to get in another role for a while. Like, how does that work in the mind of an actor? I've always been that way. Um, you know, just just the way I was brought up by my mom. You never know when you're going to lose everything. So I'm I'm not a big spender. Um, so I don't really worry about that. Um, but yeah, it's a high risk, high reward thing you, you i'm blessed because the roles i've played and the jobs i've gotten were so iconic that i can ride it with the the hardcore fans of those franchises so now that i get you know terminator fans and Shiki fans i can i can use that, small bit of, <laughs> use that small bit of celebrity to, to provide a supplementary yes, don't income don't forget about us little people Oh, you're not a little person. You're not a little, I told you, high performance car. That's it. High performance. High performance car. Stop it, you gorgeous man, you. All right, Daniela, you got the last question. We're going to let Brett get to his beautiful wife. You're on. Will you marry me? <laughs> oh, wow. The final question. I'm taking. Right, honey? <laughs> Hermes, come say hi. I can say hi. <laughs> come here. Come here. The question of yeah. the year. Come here. I can say hi. She wants to marry me. Come here. <laughs> oh, <man. laughs>
it. Don't you're in trouble. Now you're in trouble. It's pink and red. Cat fight. Oh, she won't do it. I just gotta leave Jen. She's in gym mode. She's uh, in gym I mode. She doesn't want. Sister wife. <laughs> sister wife. Oh my god. Is what is Sorry, girlfriend. I, I told you, zero tolerance in this house. There's no, you know what? Even, that makes even, me love her even more. Listen, I'm a Jersey girl with a hard ass. I'll always give you a hard time. Yeah. Brett, <laughs> Brett you're a troll. <laughs> wow. I don't know. Brett, he declined me man. every time. Don't worry. I'm a happy man. And I'm very much in love. There you go, brother. There you go. I, I appreciate Brett, I want to you thank you for joining woman. us. You're, you're, it's an honor to have you on. You're a great guy. Thank you again so much, bro. We'll talk soon. Oh, thank you. This is the coolest interview I've had forever. You're the best, so, bro. I'll talk to you. Thank you, brother. All right. Oh, All right, kiddo. Right, that might have been that might have been the best final question I think I have ever heard. So, so I know I I already knew who we who our guest was, and but I don't know, just like, oof, oof. <laughs> let, let me ask you a question though. Seriously, you've never said to me, you know, Mike. Your aura is just so fantastic. Oh, you, you make me feel so good inside. You have never said that once to me. Good God, kid. I through some traumatic shit. <laughs> I can relate to him. We were trauma bonding. I've had trauma. <laughs> I've had trauma in my life. I feel like I, I see a hint of jealousy. I, I, I can smell it through my phone. <laughs> Listen, I had to buy pizza today because I couldn't find enough cash to get a steak. There's trauma in my life, too, all right? <laughs> Did you say because you better get a steak? Yeah. I mean, I, you know, my life's hard also, Daniela. You know what? Oh. Jesus Christ almighty. Listen, without even question... Did I say yes to you? You did. You're my buddy. You're my buddy. I got to tell you, I think at some point I just might watch you interview people because I, I love it. It's the best thing I've ever seen in my I life. I don't know because I don't know a lot of topics. I was like, wait, I was going to ask that question. <laughs> I was waiting. <laughs> you don't give me the chance. So I throw in my little like. You're crying. You're crying. You're hitting on the guy. I didn't know where you were going oh. with this. Well, don't have good-looking guests, and I won't hit on them. Wait till next week. I'm upgrading. We went from Jamie to Brett. Not bad, right? I was watching this show earlier, and there was a handsome man on there. I was like, ooh. Who was why, it? Is it, why isn't he on there with me? Why am I not in a little cute? You're talking about <laughs> Phil. I think you're talking about, well, I it's either you're talking about Pharaoh, which is probably not. Right? He's always handsome. All right. Look at you. Be Switzerland. But Go ahead. Was, You're not very like good a, at like Switzerland there, Daniel. I, I think he had a beard, maybe. I'm trying to think. Well, you got I Benny, saw. Benny Scala, and then you have he Phil. Was Phil. You're talking about Phil. Looking, yeah, Phil. Thin, yeah, Phil. Phil the Phil, Phil, He's a good-looking guy. Good-looking guy. Good guy. He is. Mm. Hi, Phil. <laughs> wow. Wow. Listen, I'm 36 now. 
I lost I my co-host, the Karen McDaniel, and now I'm going to lose my other co-host, the, the Phil DeCessore. What the fuck's going on here? No, we just will be in one cube together. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I'll, I'll perch right down on the lap. Like. There you go. Wow. Well, I thought Brett was great. What did you take from that interview before we go? Honestly, that man, he has had such success from childhood trauma and everything else. And honestly, the biggest thing that I noticed, I watched that um, documentary with Arnold Schwarzenegger, and they literally said in it, he had to do all his own stunts because they could not find a man to fit his physique when it came down to Conan the Barbarian and stuff like that. So to then fast forward, and now Brett is literally his stunt double. That's a huge honor. Like, this man couldn't find anyone that was on his caliber to do his stunts in almost half of his movies. And then he takes over for, like, what was it, like two or three Terminator movies he did? He was in a lot of things. The man has had a great, great run. I'll tell him that. Like, and he still looks good. Like, he's a, he's a, he's he definitely. Fine wine. He's a good looking man. He's a good looking man. He's not. He a, is yeah, a, a good looking man. man. And as a sheik, he did the sheik justice. <laughs> wow. Oh my God. I don't even know. The definition and everything. Like, like things like like that. All right. So here's my question to you. You ready to do another show okay. next week? Of course. Why are you giving me the boot? Are you that mad? Are you jealous? No, you I'm not. Jealous? Uh, no, okay. I want to make sure that you're you're stay. You're, everything's good. You're happy. I want to. I want to keep my co-host happy. That's the most important. Now, thing. Now I know you're a married man, but guess what? I'm your co-host wife. That's it. Happy that's, wife, happy life. That's, that's right. All I gotta say. That's right. And you don't bitch at me nearly as much as my wife, so it's a good little break. Oh God, I might cry a lot though. <laughs> <laughs> Great interview. We want to thank Brett Azar, incredible human being. This is Mike Monty. This is Daniela Petro. <laughs> we'll see you next Thursday. We love everybody.